everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Jessica Lewis. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. You asked me to share a little bit about myself. I am a Watermark member since I think about 2010. They started attending in in 2008. Um, My husband, Jordan, is also a member here. We have a slew of children, the youngest (laughs) of whom is about to be 11 months, um, which is a fun time. In addition to that, I'm also, I'm a lawyer. I do corporate bankruptcy and insolvency work. Wow, um, that is way over my head. <laughs> it's but cool. chapter 11 bankruptcy stuff. I work for a firm called Ross Smith and Benford PC here in the Dallas area. For serving here at Watermark, I've, I've worn a lot of hats over the years, um, but currently uh, my main area of service is with the Watermark CDC. I'm on the board with the Watermark CDC and focusing on their business empowerment initiatives. Occasionally also with Watermark South Dallas's campus. For those who don't know what the CDC is, um, what what is, what does that stand for? Uh, and yes. what do y'all do? Yes, that actually does have, it's a, there's a legal meaning to it. It's Watermark CDC as Community Development Corporation. The focus of the Watermark CDC is empowering folks that need opportunities in areas of, of business, whether it's jobs, whether it's um, financial literacy and learning how to save and then actually making purchases that uh, they might not otherwise be able to if they didn't have the support of, of the CDC and the resources that they have, um, have have acquired through working with the CDC in those programs. We also have opportunities for businesses, small businesses, to be poured into um, through something called the business cohort where mm. we um, meet small business owners that are um, seeking to grow their business, seeking to learn how how to structure their business, how to how to market themselves, and we match those with with um, watermark uh, volunteers who are willing to pour into them and share what they've learned, and then um, they get to to walk walk alongside. and It's been great to see the stories that come out of that in terms of business growth. And so, kind of the tagline is transform economic welfare hmm. that by pouring into people in this way that we are. We are sharing the love of Christ, and all of it's coupled with the gospel, um, and helping helping folks be empowered to take those next steps themselves, but with those the resources that we're able to provide. I love it, Jessica. It's fun having guests come on the podcast from all different walks of life, but the one thing everyone has in common is they're believers with the Spirit of God uh, residing in them. And so I'm excited to hear from you, Jessica, just a little bit from Judges 14 and 15 and what the Lord's been revealing to you as you've studied. And I figured we could start off just with this beginning portion. Uh, We see Samson's marriage. And so my question I'd pose to you as uh, you listed in your Devo's discussion questions in this passage, which of Samson's actions were from God and which were from Samson? Uh, Can we tell the difference? What do you see here in in the beginning of this story? Uh, Is Samson submitting to the Lord's leadership or is he going off on his own way? This whole passage gives me a lot of a whole little story of Samson mm-hmm. gives me a, a lot of a reason to struggle. I think clearly God was very much a part of Samson's life just ever since since birth since before birth, as from Judges thirteen, you've just gone through that, right? So that mm-hmm. we've seen that that 
God's hand was on Samson's life. But Samson does not live what we would say is a godly life, right? There's all kinds of things that he does um, in these two chapters and then the next chapter. In Judges, there, there are things that if but for the Scripture saying that something was from God, I would have assumed that it was not. Same. And so, Same. yes. <laughs> and what stands out then to me is that are there places in Scripture where some like it just wasn't articulated that something was of God? And clearly today in my own life and the lives of the people that are around me, is there something that is of God that I'm labeling not of God because of how I have put something I guess, in a particular box and labeled it and judged it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't use discernment and judgment in the way that Scripture teaches us to, but it just, it really impressed upon me the the need to have humility, that God has a plan. His ways, I think, as I emphasize in in my Devo, is that His ways are not ours. Mm -hmm. And so even those of us who are seeking after and trying to understand and seeking to know His heart, He is not someone that we can just understand and put in a box. Mm-hmm. That's totally, we, we're, we're his creation, he's right. the creator. <laughs> right. And we're, um, we should seek to learn and know him, but we should not be so bold as to say, oh, we know everything about him. Yeah. I, uh, I think right off the bat, I look at 14 and I'm like, oh, of course he's in the wrong. He's not supposed to marry a Philistine. And then I see verse four, his father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines, which is crazy because up to this point, all we've seen is, Israel, don't intermarry with these people. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, all of a sudden, this is what God's going to use. And I, I explore my own heart, and I think about this tendency to assume that I know everything and to assume that I know everything about God, what God wants other people to do. And there's some dangers there yeah, uh, in, in, in that— I could be like his parents and think, of course, he's in the wrong. Uh, But also, as New Testament believers, there's something to pretty clear instructions as to what's in and what's not. It looks a little bit different. But there is a reality, as you said and articulated, that we don't know what God is up to. One of the things I pulled up, just some commentary on these bees. What do we do with them? And essentially what the commentator is pointing out is that as we continue reading about Samson's life, we're going to see these tests of characters. And so I I instantly thought, test of his character, what are the bees testing? Like, what could this this be? And the commentator points out, hey, bees don't normally live in cadavers, in dead animals. That's where flies and maggots go. So this is out of the ordinary. Uh, And that this situation was tempting him because he shouldn't be touching the dead the dead lion with his hands, that that, mm-hmm. that would be breaking um, the Nazarite vow, this this commitment to purity and holiness that he'd made. And, and so we first see, hey, he's essentially, when no one's looking, what he's doing is wrong. Uh, but then he's almost like making, making this joke about it or like mm-hmm. it, he's using it, he's using his uh, failure to choose integrity almost as a badge of honor in a weird way that at first glance we wouldn't necessarily understand because these cultural norms are so foreign to us. Uh, But as we continue into chapter 15, we're going to see some victorious moments for Samson. So let's let's talk about that. What are some of the um, standout moments of victory for him in chapter 15? 
Well, first to piggyback on what you just said, I think that, you know, they, they, it specifically, scripture specifically calls out the fact that he shared that honey with his parents, but didn't tell them where it came from, which I thought was, you know, an additional issue about what, what's going on with his heart, mm-hmm. right? The, the idea that, that he sh- shared this uncleanliness. Yeah. In Judges 15, we saw the raw, you know, fighting victories yeah. that he brings about killing so many people from the people that he killed for their clothing so that Mm -hmm. he could pay for the riddle situation that he set up. Of course, then he went off to kill the Philistines, thousand of them, um, in response to the the tragedy that happened with his wife. You you at least have to say that, that this was a great victory for the people and that they were, that they saw him as their hero and their champion Mm-hmm. And so it, it sets it up for what, what happens next when that champion falls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we're seeing that even though Samson has made some mistakes, and God's, God's Spirit is still coming upon him. He's having victory. And after he has that victory, he continues to judge. And so at this point, it's like, okay, there's something to a broken person being the leader of Israel. He's he's making mistakes, but God's with him. He's still using him despite that brokenness. And we're left really at, at the end of uh, 15 kind of thinking, okay, what's, what's going to happen next? I mean, generally, there's a good ending here for Israel at least. Um, but as we'll see, Samson's record, his track record, might be about to catch up with him for all of us. Jessica, thanks for sharing. We will put the link for the CDC in the episode description, as well as the Join the Journey Junior episode going over the story of Samson for kids in the episode as well. So if you've got little ones, be sure to check that out. Thank you for being here. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.